1: Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, February 22nd, 2024, I'm Nate Courtney.
2: Dimitri Andrews. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny's mother says she's resisting pressure to agree to a secret burial. All on your daily news source for Marshall Broadcast News. Emma Johnson will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ben Caber will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The The current temperature outside is a dark and rainy 58 degrees.
1: And now, on to our top story. AT&T says it has restored wireless coverage after an outage that knocked out cell phone service on its network across the U.S. for hours. A statement from the Dallas-based company today says it has serviced to all of its affected customers. Outage tracker Down Detector noted that outages began at about 3.30 a.m. Eastern Time and peaked at around 73,000 reported incidents. AT&T had more than 58,000 outages around noon Eastern Time in locations including Houston, Atlanta, and Chicago. The carrier has more than 240 million subscribers, the country's largest. By 3:30 p.m. Eastern Time, the reports were down to fewer than 3,000.
2: Former talk show host Wendy Williams has been diagnosed with the same form of dementia that actor Bruce Willis has. A statement released on behalf of her caretakers today says the 59-year-old's diagnosis of primary progressive aphasia and frontotemporal dementia, quote, have already presented significant hurdles in Wendy's life, unquote, and have behavioral and cognitive impacts. The announcement came after a day of a cover story in The People magazine quoted Wendy Williams' family about the nature of her struggles ahead of a Lifetime documentary sent to air Saturday. A representative listed on the release referred to questions back to the statements.
1: International efforts to broker a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas appear to be gaining new momentum. The White House says a visit by senior envoy with Israel leaders is, quote, going well, unquote, and other mediators reported encouraging signs from the warring parties. The new signs of progress came ahead of an expected summit this weekend in Paris. The U.S., Egypt, and Qatar have been struggling for weeks to find a formula that could halt Israel's devastating offensive in Gaza, but now face an unofficial deadline as the Muslim holy month of Ramadan approaches.
2: Russian President Vladimir Putin has taken a co-pilot seat in a nuclear-capable strategic bomber, a flight that appeared aimed at bolstering his image ahead of the next month's election, as he's all but certain to win. Putin's 30-minute flight today in a TU-160M supersonic strategic bomber also seemed intended to send a reminder of Russia's nuclear might amid soaring tensions with the West over fighting in Ukraine. Putin, age 71, who is running as an independent candidate, relies on a tight control over Russia's political system that he has established during his 24 years in power. Friday's death imprisoned Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny sent a chilling reminder of the Kremlin's ruthless crackdown on dissent.
1: The mother of Russia's top opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, says that she has seen her son's body and that she is resisting strong pressure by authorities to agree to a secret burial outside the public eye. Laimoud Mila Navalneya says investigators have allowed her to see her son's body in the city morgue. She reaffirmed the demand to give Navalny's body to her and protested what she described as authorities trying to force her to agree to a secret burial. Navalny's mother said that she rejected the demand and reaffirmed her demand to hand over her son's body to her. Peeking in a video statement from the Arctic City of Selkharad.
2: Coming up, the second floor of Smith Hall at Marshall University is receiving some much-needed renovations, but at what cost? That and more news from across the tri-state when NewsCenter 88 returns right after this.
0: The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage.
1: Takes it away. He has a two-on-one. Gets it up to Kelly, and Kelly slams it home off the right side.
0: Gordon gives it to Matt Freeman, and Freeman spots up and scores. Matt Freeman, golden goal for the Herd, and the Herd is still alive. Porter spot up three. That's on the way. In and out of the cylinder, no good. But Scott with the follow, the finish, and the foul. Down to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, the
3: 10, 5. Touchdown, thundering Herd. A ninety-three.
0: Kickoff return for the redshirt senior, DeAndre Reeves. Sends it near side in the near side corner, and it's a goal in the win for Marshall. 1-2 delivery on the way. This one's
1: set for a ride. Dropping back at the wall. Northville, looks up. Watch it fly. It's out of here. A home run. A walked-off two-run bomb from Emily Cooper. WMUL-FM Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia Associated Press. I'm Nate Courtney.
2: And I'm Julie McAndrews. West Virginia's Republican-led House of Delegates has approved a bill that would cut and gradually phase out the state income tax on Social Security benefits. Eliminating the tax is a key priority for GOP Governor Jim Justice, who announced it as a part of his budget proposal during his final State of the State address last month. The proposal, which now heads to the Senate, would eliminate the tax for everyone else, also over a three-year period. In 2019, the legislature passed a bill cutting the state income tax on Social Security benefits for the state's lowest earners over three years.
1: Earlier this week, Marshall University sent out an email to all students and staff. As Emma Gallus reports, the unexpected email is causing some discomfort.
4: On Monday, those with a Marshall email woke up to find that the restrooms on the second floor of Smith Hall would be closed due to renovations for the next 12 weeks. The next day, they received a second email alerting them that the restrooms on the first floor of Smith Music Hall would also be closed.
0: Gutting it down and putting back new.
4: The construction comes at a pivotal time in the semester, midterms.
0: So I was actually taking a test just now and there's a lot of noise going on.
1: Um, honestly, like in the classroom I'm teaching in, um, we can hear it a little bit, so it does make it a little tough. On
4: top of the grating sounds, there's the obvious problem of traveling to other spots in the building to do one's
2: business.
3: It's it's a slight inconvenience having to go either downstairs or upstairs. Um, I'm glad that they are working on it.
2: Like, if I have to leave in the middle of a class. It also adds extra time that I'm losing in the classroom because I'm waiting in more of a line because there's like a bottleneck of people.
4: Whether it's the noise or needing to find a new place to answer the call of nature, it's safe to say the construction will take some getting used to.
2: Yeah, the guy walked in the bathroom when we were peeling the tile up and he was trying to use the bathroom. You gotta go, yeah.
4: For New Center 88, I'm Emma Gallis.
1: Thanks, Emma. The bathroom renovations will be happening over the next 12 weeks, so students and staff should plan accordingly.
2: West Virginia's Republican-controlled House of Delegates has voted to allow teachers and other school staff who undergo training to carry guns in K-12 public schools. Republican Delegate Dave Foggin of Wood County, a physics teacher, said during Wednesday's debate on the bill that he can't think of anything worse than shooting someone in his classroom. But he said that if a person came into his school trying to hurt his students, he would do it. The bill now goes to the Senate. It would allow teachers, administrators, and support personnel with concealed carry permits to volunteer to bring a firearm to school. If staffer wouldn't receive any additional compensation for doing so.
1: Police in West Virginia say they're investigating a traffic stop in which a state official was allowed to continue driving after he was pulled over when he was spotted driving erratically. Charleston Police Chief Scott Dempsey says... Officers conducted the traffic stop yesterday after receiving a call that an off-duty trooper witnessed the vehicle on Interstate 77. Governor Jim Justice confirmed that Transportation Secretary Jimmy Riston was the driver who was pulled over. Riston was not charged or cited for any offense, but Dempsey says due to circumstances surrounding the traffic stop, an internal investigation has opened to determine if police department policies were followed properly.
2: Coming up next, more Alabama I- IFV providers pause treatment after a court ruling on frozen embryos. That and more news from around the nation when news Center 88 returns. Stay with us.
1: It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands, they want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC.
0: No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon.
1: Back inside Reed Green
0: Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding, sports side, bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail, Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina, ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina, Andrew Aspacker Packer on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, WMUL-FM, Huntington. and welcome to the music request hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. What's that? I said alternative. Country, you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Ra- uh, no, no, okay. can- Tired
5: of ignored requests? Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL FM. No, I want hear No, I'm playing no,
0: like
1: Welcome back to New Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists' Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Nate Courtney.
2: And I'm Julie McAndrews. Since the majority of Marshall's population commutes to class, parking on campus can be a hassle. As Sarah Davis reports, many students are finding themselves stressed out for a spot. Parking continues
5: to be an issue on college campuses across the country, including right here in Huntington. According to Marshall University Police Chief Jim Terry, there are three lots specifically designated for students on campus. One student says, however, that those three do not suffice.
4: There isn't enough. Finding parking is really hard some days, and other days it's easier, but still usually pretty far away from my building.
5: Some commuters say that they arrive on campus well before their classes begin, just to get a convenient place to park their vehicles.
0: Whenever it comes to parking, I always have to wake up early, get here, normally as fast as I can to find a spot.
5: And on the days when parking is nowhere to be found, stress levels have the potential to skyrocket.
0: I'm already stressed with college work as is, but being able to actually be come in, find a place to park, and just not think about it the rest of the day. That would be nice.
5: As parking frustrations rise, students find themselves worried during their commute to class. And being greeted with full lots in the morning might make for a rough day.
2: For New Center 88, I'm Sarah Davis. Thanks, Sarah. Campus parking can be limited, and there aren't enough spots to fit the growing campus needs, which relies heavily on tri-state commuters.
1: An animated fetus that develops over the course of a 3-minute video has become a new front in state-level abortion politics. Bills have been proposed in the Iowa, Kentucky, Missouri, and West Virginia legislatures to require public school students to watch a video like Baby Olivia, which has created which was created by an organization that opposes abortion. The legalization mirrors a law passed in North Dakota last year the organization Live Action and supporters of the legislation say it would teach kids where they came from and encourage an appreciation for human life. But some educators and physicians say the video is deceptive and problematic for a young audience.
2: An Ohio mother who left her 16-month-old daughter a home alone in a playpen for 10 days last summer while she went on vacation has pleaded guilty to aggravated murder. 32-year-old Crystal Calendario also pleaded guilty today to child endangerment as part of a plea deal with Cayuga County, Cuyahooke County excuse me, prosecutors who agreed to dismiss two murder counts and a felonious assault charge. Calendario now faces a life term when she's sentenced on March 18th. Authorities have also said Calendari- Calendario left her daughter, Jalen in their Cleveland home when she went on vacation to Detroit for Puerto Rico in June 2023.
1: More in vitro fertilization providers in Alabama have paused parts of their treatment after the state Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos are legally considered children. Alabama Fertility Services said in a statement Thursday that has, quote, made the um, impossibly difficult decision to hold new IVF treatments due to the legal risk to our clinic and our embryologists, unquote. The Center for Reproductive Medicine at Mobile, Mobile Infirmary also decided to pause IVF treatment because of the ruling. The decisions come a day after the University of Alabama at Birmingham Health System said in a statement that it was pausing in vitro fertilization treatments so that it could evaluate whether its patients or doctors could face criminal charges or punitive damages for IVF treatments.
2: Coming up next, Little Dark Secret, DEA agent on trial, accused of taking over 250K in bribes from the mafia. Your daily political update when NewsCenter Center 80 returns right after this.
4: Freedom of, freedom, of means means freedom of speech means.
0: Freedom of speech means freedom to say I don't like the cafeteria food.
4: I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar.
0: I want change in my government. The freedom to say I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, as, long as, as, it's as it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone, whatever I say, whatever I say, I have the freedom. I have, the freedom,
3: I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station.
1: Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line in.
3: Oh, man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music.
1: No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of
0: your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone, too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL, and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll
1: pull it up now, just in time for more Music. Call 696 6651 now. DJs are standing by. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Nate Courtney.
2: And I'm Julia McAndrews. Donald's, Donald Trump's mythic ability to raise massive sums of political cash may be on a collision course with a new reality. Campaign finance reports released today showed two key committees in his political operation raised an anemic $13.8 million in January and, the, and collectively spent more than they took in. A major driver of those costs was millions of dollars in legal fees from Trump's myriad of court cases. The numbers only offer a partial snapshot of the Trump operation's finances because other branches won't have to disclose their numbers until April. But his diminished cash flow nonetheless presents an alarming picture of the overwhelming favorite to be the GOP's presidential nominee.
1: Kentucky lawmakers have advanced a measure aimed at stimulating cutting-edge research while promoting teamwork among the state's public universities. The Senate Education System, excuse me, the Senate Education Committee advanced the bill on Thursday. It would create a framework for collaborative research projects among universities. The measure is sponsored by, say, sti- by Senate President Robert Stivers. The bill goes to the full Senate next and would still need House approval. The legislation is meant to be a catalyst to stimulate research capable of attracting lucrative federal grants and other support while raising Kentucky's research profile. Projects could focus on medical breakthroughs but could build on existing strengths in other research.
2: The Michigan Republican Party is facing facing a cash crunch and there's a power struggle within its ranks. The dispute is essentially between different allies of former President Donald Trump and pro-Trump factions in Michigan and elsewhere are fighting over how to best represent his Make America Great Again movement. Some are alienating lifetime lifetime Republicans and undermining the party's work in key swing states. Allies of Trump's chosen Michigan State Party Chairman Pete Hoekstra are in court trying to force out Chairwoman Christina Caramo. Michigan's primary is Tuesday, and Caramo and... Hoekstra planned to hold separate nomination conventions on March 2nd to allocate most of the 55 delegates from that contest. National Republicans will recognize Hoekstra's event.
1: A veteran U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration agent is on trial in Buffalo, New York on charges he took $250,000 in bribes from the mafia to derail investigations and keep his childhood friends out of prison. Prosecutors portrayed Joseph Bongiovanni as a greedy and racist turncoat who went to work with a, quote, little dark secret, unquote. He denies the charges of bribery, conspiracy, and obstruction of justice that could put him behind bars for life. The case is the latest blow to the DEA, which has seen at least 16 agents brought up on federal charges since 2015.
2: Nikki Haley's best-case scenario for her home state's Republican primary might be to do well enough to be competitive on Super Tuesday. An upset in South Carolina, though, is a long shot in a state where Republicans like their former governor, but some former President Trump. Trump is looking to compete early in early in a state sweep after posing wide margins in Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada. For Haley, who was twice elected in South Carolina governor and then served as Trump's UN ambassador she has a chance to narrow the margin and dampen Trump's momentum
1: and coming up Emma Johnson will have a complete look at your metro Huntington weather forecast and Ben Cower will be in with the FM 88 sports report stay with us
0: High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com. 888-266-2921
3: welcome back to new center 88 i'm emma johnson and now it is time for your metro huntington weather forecast it's currently a dark and rainy 58 degrees The rain will continue throughout the night until around 2 a.m., and temperatures will start to drop to the low 50s around 9 p.m. tonight and will continue to drop into the 40s as the night continues, making it a little colder compared to earlier this week. As we end the week and start the weekend, we will see highs in the 60s and lows in the 40s, so it looks like Punxsutawney Phil was correct and spring is right around the corner. Today's weather word of the day is fog. Typically, fog is composed of water droplets suspended in the air near the Earth's surface. When bitter cold temperatures are present, fog is composed of ice crystals instead of water droplets. This is called ice fog. Both types of fog reduce visibility at the surface. Thank you Weatherology.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a dark and rainy 58 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Emma Johnson.
1: Thanks, Emma. Now, Ben Keller joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys.
0: Let's start off with some Thundering Heard sports news, beginning with men's basketball. The Marshall men's basketball team had a rough outing last night, home in the Cam Henderson Center, losing to the James Madison Dukes 84 58 loss was the lowest points total for the Herd this season since the last time the Herd faced off versus James Madison, the score of that matchup 67 to 52 earlier this season in the Sunbelt Conference play. Marshall was outscored 39 to 27 in the first half and 41 45, excuse me, to 31 in the second half, struggling massively in shooting. Marshall shot only 31% from the field. It's lowest shooting percentage across its last four contests, where all four have been below 39%. For Zap State, it was 32.8. Then the game before, Coastal Carolina, 33.3. So Marshall has been struggling as of late. Nate Martin, though, racked up his 14th double-double of the season, with the team leading 12 points and 16 rebounds, but it was in vain, as the Herd could not shoot effectively throughout the contest. Obina Anachilli-Killen, who is the Herd's leading scorer on average this season, Struggled once again, going one of five from the field for only two points. He was pulled by head coach Dan D'Antoni of the Marshall Thundering Herd for the majority of the contest for poor play. In a game where the Herd as a whole, as a team, shot 20 of 64 from the field. So don't just blame Andachille Killing Marshall's offense, which also depends on the three ball, only produced four, yes, four accurate shots from outside the arc on 30 attempts. That's 13% from outside. James Madison had four players score double digits as it dominated the herd outside the arc with Noah Friedel leading the team with 19 points. Uh, as uh, James Madison from outside the arc hit 13 three-pointers on 23 shots. That's a 51%. Marshall now sits at 7-8 and eight in Sunbelt play with App State up next on Saturday on national television. The Mountaineers, the best team in the conference currently. We'll also have coverage of that game right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network where myself and Kyle Spaulding will be on the call for the matchup. In women's basketball news, the Marshall women's basketball team outscored Texas State 27-5 in the second quarter, used separate runs of a dozen or more to points uh, to pick up its 20th win of the season in an 85-59 victory over Texas State, an almost uh, mirror of what happened in the men's game except on the road. Marshall also had a season-high 17 three-pointers in the contest, led by six from Sidney Scott, who finished the night with 18 points. With the win, the herd is now 20-6, and 14-1 and in Sunbelt Conference play. It is the sixth time in program history the team has surpassed 20 wins in a season. It's also the first time the team has collected 20 regular season wins since 1990-1991 season. Marshall used a 21-0 run over the final five minutes and eight seconds of the first half to turn a seven-point deficit against the Bobcats into a 14-point halftime lead. In that span, the herd made five of its 17 total triples while forcing nine of the team's 24 first-half turnovers. Texas State ended the game with 33 total turnovers as the Marshall defense was shut down, uh, or it was shut down against the Bobcats, rather. Marshall trailed 21-9 to before Roaring back to score 33 of the game's next 40 points to take a 42-28 lead into the locker room. That figure included outscoring the Bobcats 27-5 to in the second quarter. The second straight game, the Herd, has outscored its opponent by 20 points in just one quarter. The Herd also did so to ODU on Saturday, of which it outscored the Monarchs 32 32- to 12 in the third quarter. Marshall now closes its four game road swing at ULM on Saturday. And now for some sports news across the country and throughout the world. In football news, the Chiefs are signing free agent punter Matt Areza. Areza, a sixth round pick in 2022, was out of football last year due to a rape lawsuit, which was dropped in December after a long court case where Areza was proven innocent. Reza was drafted and cut from the Bills due to the court case. Also in soccer news, soccer star Dani Alves has been found guilty of raping a woman in a Barcelona nightclub and sentenced to 4 years and 6 months in prison. The Barcelona Provincial Court convicts the 40-year-old former Brazil and Barcelona defender of sexual assault for the indecent or for the incident on December 31st, 2022. The court considered it proven that the victim did not consent to the sex and she was raped. Court court ordered Alves to pay €150,000 in compensation to the victim, banned him from approaching the victim's home or place of work and from communicating with her by any means for nine years. David Sines, a member of the team, victim's legal team, said that they were satisfied, and Alves's lawyer uh, said that she will appeal the decision. And finally, in baseball news, former AL batting champion Tim Anderson has agreed to a one-year contact with the Miami Marlins. The deal for the shortstop is pending a physical, but speaking on condition of... Uh, obviously, the deal has not been yet announced, but the agreement is worth $5 million. Anderson is Miami's first big free agent addition of the offseason. The two-time All-Star became free agent in November after the Chicago White Sox declined a $14 million option on Anderson, completing a $25 million six-year contract. That will conclude today's FM88 Sports Report. For
1: FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Cower. Thanks, Ben. Coming up... Beyoncé becomes first black woman to claim top spot on Billboard Country's music chart. Stay with us to find out more right after this on NewsCenter 88.
0: You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station.
5: Public radio? What does that mean?
0: No commercials. Commercials.
3: The I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help, build
0: ready. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial.
4: Would you believe that someone could go in
3: for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should
2: never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your health care provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. And finally, today on News Center 88, Beyoncé is making history once again. The superstar singer became the first black woman to top blackboards, or bill, billboard, excuse me country music chart. The singer achieved the feat after her new single, Texas Hold'em, reached number one on the in the country on airplay chart this week. She dropped the song on Super Bowl Sundays, along with her, her other single, 16 Carriages, which debuted at number nine on the same chart. Both songs are expected to be included on Beyonce's upcoming country-themed album, which she referred to as, quote, act two, unquote, on March 29th. It's a follow-up to who... To her 2022 album Renaissance, that's frequently referred to as Act One Renaissance.
1: And that does it for this edition of New Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at Marshall.edu WMUL. For Julia McAndrews, Emma Gallis, Sarah Davis, Emma Johnson, Ben Cower, Payne Sisko, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Nick Courtney. And your thought of the day is, the time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. Bertrand Russell.